Thanks to Elena and Hannah from The Upside Bar coming in and breaking down a UFC 285, everything you can do at The Upside Bar and Lounge tomorrow. Again, uh, the fights start at 7 o'clock Central Time. Make sure uh, that you're there a little bit before that, 6.45, 7. Make sure you have uh, room to get in the door, get a table. Uh, the headliner, John Bone Jones. He's back. Uh, Kenny, I've never actually watched a full John Bones Jones fight, but I know the name and I know he is a bad man. I saw highlights of it today. Yeah, he's a, he's a bad dude. So I may be watching it tomorrow. Ooh. I may be watching it tomorrow. We're talking like Mark Jackson, Mama, There Goes That Man. The Mama, There Goes That Man. Kind it's, of bad dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's John Bones Jones. Uh, turning the conversation back to football here, uh, Kenny, as you and Jay were talking yesterday, I just had all sorts of questions racing through my mind, and especially when it comes to the locker room mm-hmm. and everything that goes on. I know it's kind of a sacred space and stuff has to stay there. But when you look at just the general breakdown of either like your Nebraska teams when you played Nebraska teams that, you know, you were around in your role and you looked into the locker room, your professional locker rooms, what percentage of the guys in the locker room are, you know, they're focused, uh, you know, good kids air quotes. And what percentage are the ones that you kind of worry about maybe being a distraction? Well, when you say focused, um, we, I always try to tell, tell the guys there's a time, to be serious and it's a time to you know to be joking mm-hmm. so when when it's non-football hours you know i may stick my head in there and watch those clowns and um <laughs> they're listening to their music they're dancing they're mm-hmm. snapping you know stuff like that but like pre-game or before a game you know you want that focus you want everybody dialed in so you go down there and, and for the most part a lot of guys are focused you have guys listening to their music with their headphones on. Some of them's rapping to the music or singing to the music they're listening to. What you always try to tell them is keep your music to yourself because somebody don't, don't may not want to hear what you're listening to sure. you know, unless the music is playing throughout the locker room. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have some guys that are, I, I want to say, knuckleheads. <laughs> You'll have some guys that, are, that are, are really good guys and they're trying to bring the knuckleheads along. But some knuckleheads don't want to be brought along. You know what I mean? A knucklehead's gonna be a knucklehead unless he wants to be, you know. Mm-hmm. So you you hopefully the leaders and the guys that are all dialed in can bring those guys along. You're gonna have some guys that are that are just un you can't get them. Right. You can't get them. Mm-hmm. You know, so you let them do them and then if they go out there and they and they're playing well, you're good. If they're playing bad, then you know why. It correlates. Right. I'm sure when you recruit someone, you look at them on tape, you get to meet them, you talk to them. They all seem, you know, like like good kids that they're going to be there for the right reasons. Usually, how long does it take for you to recognize, oh, okay, maybe we've got a knucklehead? I'm usually a good judge. Um, I know one guy we, we brought in here, um, and he's on his official visit. Mm-hmm. We're in the lobby waiting on him to come down for, for dinner. First night. First night? First night. Okay. Parents are down, talking to them, seem like good family, good people. He comes down, throwing up gang signs, hat cocked. I'm like, this one here is going to be a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you start a conversation with him. I mean, you, you never say don't judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when 
but again, the, that that first impression first imp- has to mean something. It, it has to mean something, and then you draw your conclusion after you sit and visit with the kid. Again, mom and dad were good people, and you sat down, you talked to the kid, and you know, the kid was on his phone, spaced out, mm. you know, really not attentive. Um, you get over to North parking lot. Kid had never seen snow before. He starts throwing throwing snowballs at a statue, a certain statue. Oh no! Yeah, it, no, no. Yeah, so that's that's day one. That's day one. And then you know Saturday you get up, you have breakfast, same demeanor, you know, same you know pants or where they shouldn't be. And then you have a staff meeting, and <clears throat> everybody's you know you, you talk about. The kids you have on campus, what do you think they're like? Who spent the most time with them? Well, I was the one that had been there with that kid from the time I picked him up Day from one. the airport. Mm-hmm. And I was asked, and I said, not a good fit. He's gonna have You're going to have to have somebody holding his hand every day, mm-hmm. you know. So. In, in a football program, if you have you know, 150 kids on a roster, it's hard to dedicate one person one staff member, even one player, to one player. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to spread that out a little bit more because d- devoting that much attention and resource when they should be having something else to worry about, that seems like a step you shouldn't have to take. No, you shouldn't have to take that step. But a good player, um, could have been a great player. I just think some kids, like we talked about, some kids you cannot reach. Mm-hmm. You can't reach them. As much as you want to try to help the kid and, and – Develop the kid and and make him a, a a good person and a good dad father. You just can't reach him. They don't want to be reached. I mean, you you give him everything he wanted, and still no results. Still gonna have issues off the field. It's not good. Not good. Not good for for the team because other guys see that, and then you put him out there and he has a bad play. And now you're getting called to the carpet by the other team, by the other players mm-hmm. during the game. Right. And that's not good. No. So I've always, you know, I, you know, when, when, when that happened, I went to that player. I'm like, you can't handle it this way. This is not the right, proper setting to handle that situation. I understand your frustration. Mm-hmm. Wait till tomorrow. But you cannot do that in this setting. Not on the field. Not on the field. Not in front of ninety. Not in front of ninety thousand people. Mm-hmm. You just can't do it. How tough is it as someone in your roles to see a kid with that much talent? He's a good player, could be a great player, but then to make the first impression that it does. I mean, I'm sure there's some part of you that you know is like fans, like oh, there's the talent. We see it. It's on film. It could be really good. How tough is it to walk away from a kid like that? You don't walk away. You don't. Okay. You don't. Wash your hands. Mm-hmm. You continue to try to educate them, try to bring them along. Yeah. And then you'd say in the back of your head, it's only a matter of time before, you know, it won't be a problem for you. It'd be a problem for someone else. Again, in mm-hmm. the way I grew up, it was the same way. You know, you try to bring people along. And they continue to show you that they don't, they don't want to be brought along, but you don't wash your hands with them. You still try to feed them bits and pieces here and there. Not force feed them, not spoon feed them, but bits and pieces here and there, and hopefully they come around. Mm-hmm. But again, as long as you feed them, they still not coming around. Something happens where 
you, you don't have to worry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that particular player, you continue to try to talk to him. You know, you continue to try to say, hey, man, you know, let's do it this way. Let's try to do it this way. Mm-hmm. One day at a time. You know, you, you approach him differently and you say, hey, how's your day? How's school? How's study hall? How's mom and dad? What'd you eat today? Just Again, little, that's not football. That's not football. Mm-mm. Because if it wasn't for football, he wouldn't be here or at the university or wherever. So you try to take a different approach. How can you reach him other than football? Mm-hmm. Still didn't work. You know what I mean? When I'm trying to show you, you know, this way is better. Don't take shortcuts. You know, you take shortcuts. If you turn right or you veer left, something bad is going to happen. Right. And again, that strikes me as ultimately on the kid because you was in your role. I mean, you can say, hey, look what I did. I didn't take shortcuts. I didn't veer. Look where it got me. You you have your example. Yes. I'm sure plenty of other resources you could point to. You know, if you've done everything you can, um, you you know, former players, you know, guys have been in similar situations to point them to. But at some point, it's on the young man to take ownership of his career. It's on the individual person to take ownership. Look yourself in the mirror. And again, I had to make that decision too. You know, there was things going on where I was like, this isn't right. You know, I don't want to end up like this or I don't want to end up here. If I continue to do this, I'll end up here. Mm -hmm. That's not where I want to be. So I made that decision at an early age that I was going to use football as an avenue to get out. Mm -hmm. And once I got to that point, I wasn't going to do anything to jeopardize it. Now, there was a time when, you know, when I was a player at Nebraska, I was a little depressed. I leaned on guys in the locker room, my roommates, and they got me through it. I'm talking about when I hurt my knee. Mm -hmm. They got me through it, but there was never a time where I was going to continue to do things that would not allow me to get where I am today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I and I still think that way today in my actions. You know, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you, you still have to think that way. You still have to have that mind, fr- mind frame. And some of that bigger picture thinking too, yes. where, you know, it's about here and now, but it's also about what does this decision mean, not just for myself, but everyone else in this locker room. That's something that, I don't know if a lot of people really understand when you, you talk about the locker room and, and culture and you want a good culture, you want a good locker room. What does that look like? Is that everyone knows everyone's name? Is it everyone has someone in the locker room they can depend on that's a teammate? What makes a good locker room? A good locker room starts with the leader. It ultimately starts with the leader. Head coach leader? Whoever. Just a leader. A leader. Okay. But the head coach is ultimately the leader of, mm-hmm. the, of the team. Mm-hmm. So it starts with him, right? And then each individual has to take it upon himself to know the man to his right, the man to his left. Mm-hmm. If I'm hanging out with you, right, mm-hmm. we hanging out, you know, where are you from? You know, how many brothers and sisters do you have? You know, you, I want to get to know you as a person, mm-hmm. not just as a, a defensive back or outside linebacker or a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I want to get to know you as a person. You know, where are you from? Let's go to your house. Let's go. Let's go. Can you can you take me to where you're from? Can we go go have dinner with your family? You know, then I'll you know you can come home with me. Again, example is when I was in junior college, I was 12 hours away from St. Louis. 
Right. That was a long way, and I was never been out of St. Louis before. Mm-hmm. But there was guys that was on the team that was from Kansas, and they would take me to their hometowns, and we'd go eat with their families. You know, you got to know them, and those friendships last a lifetime. But then I knew that they cared about me as a person, so now I'm going to do all I can to lay it on the line for them. It's, you know what I mean? And that's right. where it starts. You get to know your teammate, and you get to know his, his habits. If you're working hard, I got to work hard. If you're not working hard, I'm, I'm going to take shortcuts. Right. Right. Because it's the example being set. But also, I'm sure there's a part, too, where it's competitive. It's very competitive. I'm not going to let my friend outwork me. No. You know, I'm seeing the example. Okay, I'll do you one better. Yes. Or it's the player at your position. Mm. If you know he's a good player, he's coming for your job, especially a younger player. Mm-hmm. He's coming for your job. Or transfer. Or or as a younger player, hey, this is a good player. I got to do this to get to that level. And that, that was my – I tried to take on that role. When we had incoming guys, I try to push them towards certain people. Mm. Hey, this is who you need to watch him. Watch mm. how he, he operates. Watch his day-to-day, you know, practice habits, workout habits. You don't want to go to that one, you know, but you gravitate to that one, you ain't going to be here long. Mm. You know what I mean? So that was one thing I tried to pride myself on. If I saw a kid leaning towards a kid that I knew was not a good you know, not the best for him. Not the best for him. Mm-hmm. You know, come here, man. What you doing? Mm. You know, you you know that guy over there? You need to get to know him. Mm-hmm. Go hang out with him. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that was one thing I really pride myself on is watching freshmen or transferred or uh, tra- um, junior college kids when they came in, who they gravitated to. Mm-hmm. And if I knew they were gravitating the wrong way, I try to pull them back the right, the right way. How important is – that that on-campus guide when they first get here for their visit? How important is, you know, that time for them to get to know someone that I assume you're not going to give, you know, knuckleheads that responsibility no. of being on-campus guides? No. You, you have a certain guys you, you want, you pick to, to host recruits. Mm-hmm. If you know a guy's not going to class, you know a guy's missing this, late for this, late for this, you're not going to – even if he's a guy from that state or that mm-hmm. kid's high school – you you kind of want to, you know, hey, you may have that kid come to dinner, mm-hmm. but you put him with someone else. You know what I mean? Gotcha. That yeah. kid can come to dinner, but you put him with someone else. So you you kind of steer away from that. That way he doesn't get a, a bad sense or a false sense of, hey, this is how we operate and this is what I can do if I came here. No, you don't want that. For sure. Uh, we got one more break to take before we send you out to Pinnacle Bank Arena for the Class A uh, semi-finals. We'll step aside for just a moment. Uh, more of Old School on the other side. 